What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Catherine Kelly, your running bestie, a New York City-based long-distance runner and certified personal trainer, and I also work in corporate strategy at a fitness company, so all things fitness over here. Today, I'm actually going to walk you through my plan for New York City Marathon. I am going to be training for about 15 weeks, but before that, I'm going to be building a base. So I just want to explain kind of where I'm at now, which is about 20 weeks out from the marathon date, how I'm approaching training this summer, what types of speed work I'm going to be doing, what types of recovery I'm going to be focusing on, and all that good stuff. But first, as always, let's do a little life update. So life update is I have a microphone right now. I don't know if you can tell a difference. It was probably like $35 from Walmart, but it's just easier for me because previously I was holding my phone literally up to my face as a speaker, which is kind of difficult because I would start to like think and my my hand would trail away from my face and then I could hear like in the audio It was just kind of like coming in and out and just like wasn't that clear. So I'm hoping the microphone makes a little bit of a difference. It wasn't a huge investment, but it also kind of makes me feel like a badass podcaster. So yeah, I think it's just worth it either way. It does come with this entire setup that you can kind of like clip onto your computer and it has like the little like muffler thing. I don't even know what it's called, but right now I'm just, it's just plugged into my computer via USB and then I'm just like holding it up so yeah we're chilling we're hanging out but anyway I have today off um for Juneteenth which is amazing it's gonna be a personal day for me today I feel like I really needed one of these days the summer is always crazy and we've been traveling every single weekend we just got back from Ohio we actually saw our wedding venue again so we got engaged in December we were in Ohio over Christmas break and we were like we know we want to get married in Ohio because we knew we had this vision of like it being in this farm venue outdoors lots of space and Ohio is like literally perfect for that so we knew we wanted to do it there we got on it super duper quick and we just started looking at venues right after we got engaged over Christmas break so we had seen this venue in the winter and it was still extremely beautiful and then we had obviously just seen like images on their Instagram and online and their gallery just looking at um what it would look like during full bloom Um, because so where we're getting married is a it's a hundred acre working farm Um, so it's super duper cool a lot of the vegetables and produce and everything that we will be eating um, is they're grown on their farm which is amazing so you use their catering as well that's part of the package so yeah we saw it this weekend honestly breathtaking I hope that we get a day like how it was when we saw it it was just probably 75 degrees sunny beautiful a little breeze the birds were chirping um, or we are getting married outside but there is a fallback provision for if it is raining we can do an indoor wedding so we've got all everything covered but I will say it really is difficult to plan a wedding I'm doing it myself Obviously, you guys know I have a full-time corporate job that is very busy and that I really care a lot about um, in finance. And then I'm obviously doing social media pretty heavily. Like, I, I, you know, I can take breaks here and there, but if I want to succeed, I have to be very consistent with that. And I love doing it. I love sharing my life. It's been one of the most rewarding things. So I want to stay consistent and be a consistent presence online. And then obviously 
you know, coming up now, we have a heavy training block for the New York Marathon, and I'm really trying to go in for this one. Like, I really want to set a goal that I don't think I could achieve and see how close I can get to it. Like, that is the vibe for me. I want to set a stretch goal and just see how close to that goal I can get rather than kind of setting a goal that, like, I know I can hit comfortably. Um, And it's really scary to set a stretch goal because it feels impossible but I know that feeling of thinking something's impossible and then doing it and it's got to be the best feeling in the world so let me break it down for you um and I'm going to go through kind of how I'm approaching this training block I want to approach it in a way that's sustainable and in a way that brings me a lot of joy and I don't want to overwork myself which obviously kind of seems like almost like an oxymoron because marathon training is really hard and you are working way harder than you would typically on just like in if you were just kind of living your life and just like working out for 45 minutes a day just for your mental health or whatever and like that's honestly what I've been doing the past few weeks I've been running whenever I want lifting whenever I want um, but not putting too much pressure on it not putting too much pressure on getting a long run in or speed work in or anything really for the last five weeks I've just really been going off of how I've been feeling but I will say for the first three weeks after my half marathon which was on May 21st I just so I guess it's been four weeks since then yeah yeah but truly for like the first three weeks I did not want to touch speed work I did not want to touch a long run I tried to do a couple runs that were like longer than 10 miles and I could only make it to 10 miles like I just my body was just so fatigued and honestly there is something to be said about your body needs multiple weeks to recover after a hard race and that was a half marathon but a marathon is even longer and it's okay like you're gonna almost feel like you lost fitness it's this really weird feeling because you're like in the tip-top shape you've ever been in gearing up for the race and then right after the race you feel like you're kind of back to square one but that is so normal and honestly it's just your body needing to rest and recoup so you have to give it that time and be patient oh wait guys okay i didn't realize i'm about to be late to meet my friend to run so i'm gonna go run and then i'm gonna come back to this episode so see you in a few which for you will literally just be one second but all right five hours later okay guys well it doesn't seem like five hours later to you it's actually way more than five hours later it's now 9 15 p.m at night and I honestly kind of forgot about this I got super sidetracked the rest of the day but I did end up getting my run done it was 8.7 miles and it was so hot outside I met up with my friend I'm happy I got it done I also did the tonal I did an upper body and a little bit of core and then I just got some Nike sports bras and biker shorts and mid-calf socks in so just all the basics I feel like Nike is really great because you can get a lot of stuff for like $30 for a sports bra or $30 for biker shorts, which I'm going to run them into the ground anyway. So it's kind of just makes more sense than getting a really expensive Lululemon stuff, especially because Lululemon is definitely meant for like lower impact workouts and running. Let me tell you with these, with these legs, a lot of friction is happening. So, and just, I feel like sweat quickly makes sports bras kind of gross. So anyway, everything is pink and blue and that's the vibe for this summer, pink and blue and We're going to be popping off. We're going to be so cheery when we're training for the marathon. But anyway, now let's get to the meat of the episode. What is my training plan for New York? What does it look like? What does my weekly structure look like? I'm going to break it down for you guys. 
And I do feel like going into this training block, I just have a lot more knowledge about how to structure a training plan. I actually literally spent two hours today finishing a book called The Science of Running, which is a bunch of PhD level research compiled on all of the different running training plans, the anatomy, like injury prevention, like the different energy systems that are using your body, why certain runs are important, different strength training exercises to support your runs, all that good stuff. So I just feel way more knowledgeable about running after reading that and just kind of building on my base of knowledge. Like obviously I'm a certified personal trainer, but that's definitely more like strength focused, I would say, and just kind of like general fitness focused. But I really, really enjoyed reading the science of running. I think it's really important to dive into the science for me because when I'm working really hard and I want to give up, it makes me push through because I know that there are literal biological adaptations occurring in my body and it just makes me want to like go even harder. So I typically run five days a week. I have toyed around with doing six days, but it always feels a little overly burdensome to me, both physically and mentally. Like I kind of just feel like I'm always running if I add in that six day, whereas five days and like having two full days off of running per week just feels much more sustainable for me. So that's what I typically do. And my training block looks very similar to how it did for my half marathon uh, back in May. But basically at a high level, I do two easy runs per week, two speed workouts per week, and one long run per week. And I think that's a very good structure, honestly, regardless of the level that you're at. I do think that's a very good structure. I think if you're more of a beginner, maybe only doing one speed workout per week would be a little bit better just because those workouts are very intense. But in general, if you are somebody who has been running for a couple years, I do think the two easy runs, two speed workouts, and one long run per week is a super helpful construct and I also think it really simplifies things so you are not questioning whether you got all of your workouts done in a week like when you're training for any race distance you typically are doing those three core workouts which are the two speed workouts and the one long run like that's pretty standard across any training schedule and then the rest of the days are filled in with easy runs you're also doing warm-up and cool down on the days that you're doing speed work which is easy runs on your long runs those are not i repeat not all at race pace there will be some race pace miles in there at as you start to get closer to your race and after you've built up a base but those runs are still majority at a slower pace than your race right so like that's when people say 80 20 running and the majority of your running is easy that's what i mean so even though three of the days are key workout days the actual time and the actual mileage that you're doing those quicker paces are probably only 20, maybe 30% of your overall mileage. Because even on a speed work day, think about it, like you're sprinting, but then you're recovering for a long time. And there's also a warm up and cool down associated with that. So like the actual fast paced running is probably only 20% of your overall running. So Mondays, I do easy runs. I typically run first thing Monday morning with my run club, and I do think it's a great way to start the week. I think it just, like, pops me into the mindset that, like, we're getting after it this week. I really like doing that on Monday mornings. But then after that, typically, I'll do all evening runs during the week just because it works better for my schedule. I'm not somebody who is an early riser, and I often feel, like, kind of fatigued in the morning. So... I can do easy runs in the morning, but I typically find that 
if I have to do a speed workout, it's just not really smart for me to do it in the morning because I won't be able to hit my paces. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't feel good to me. Like I feel like my body just doesn't respond well to that. Obviously if I have to get it done because I have work or something, then I have to get it done. But so Monday morning we go for the easy run. Then Tuesday morning, I will do a full body strength workout. I like to stack my strength workouts on my hard run days. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my hard run days. I do my strength workouts on those days. The reason I put my strength workout on my hard day, which which might seem counterintuitive, is I want to put the maximum load into my difficult days as possible. Like if you've ever heard the saying, keep your easy days easy and your hard days hard. That's kind of the mentality that, mentality that I go with because I want to give my body time to rest and recoup and recover, but if I'm constantly doing something hard every single day, even if it's not run, like even if it's a hard workout, like a lift or something like that, that's still putting a lot of stress on your body. It's still breaking down your your muscle fibers and your body needs to recover from that. So like I just like the concept of stacking all of that hard work into one day so that the next day can be like truly, truly easy and my body can recover to get ready to go into the next hard workout the following day. So <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Monday morning is an easy run. Tuesday morning, I do a full body strength workout. Tuesday evening, I do a speed workout. So this workout will typically be long interval workout. So what this means is pretty much anything probably from two miles and upward. And so what that really means is like, it could be two mile repeats, it could be three mile repeats, it could be a tempo run, which is, you know, anywhere from probably five to 10 miles um, at your goal pace, my goal marathon pace in my case, um, or it could be kind of alternating slower and faster running. There's this truly awful workout called Canova K's. I've only done one and it wasn't very successful, but I want to try to do it again this training cycle. And it's basically you're alternating 1000 meters of running at your marathon pace and then the next thousands at your half marathon pace and you alternate back and forth so like none of that run is easy it's honestly like kind of way too hard to do during training in my opinion but that concept of doing like quicker running and slower running and alter alternating back and forth I think is something that's super helpful too but that would be like a longer continuous fast paced run on Tuesdays then on Wednesdays I typically do a an easy run whether that's in the morning or at night, but that kind of just, I flush out the legs. That's super, super easy. And those runs cannot be too easy. They can only be too hard. So keep that in mind. Like the purpose of that run is to recover for the next day. And honestly, because I go really hard in speed work on Tuesdays, I am pretty much shuffling. Like I'm probably going 10 minute pace for those runs. And it feels like, shoot, like my legs are like lead, but that's kind of what you want. That means you worked really hard the day before. And so you see what I mean? Like I'm taking that day as a, just a full basically an active recovery day. So I'm still running a decent amount of mileage, but I'm not doing it quickly. I'm doing it at a very low heart rate and I'm letting my body just kind of circulate the blood, like get that soreness out of me and just stay loose and stay limber. The last thing you want to do when you have a really hard workout is stay stagnant. So even if I don't run the next morning, I'll always go for a walk in the morning and then maybe I'll run at night, but Wednesdays, easy days. Then Thursday morning, I wake up and I do, again, a full body strength workout. So as I said, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do my strength workouts. So I'm coming back Thursday morning, doing a strength workout. And then Thursday night, 
I'll do my second speed workout for the week. This workout is my short interval workout. So that just means a track style workout. This will be something like 400 meter repeats, 800 meter repeats, 1000 meter repeats, maybe sometimes mile repeats, though mile repeats could probably also be considered longer interval and happen on a Tuesday sometimes. Um, this could be hill repeats, although I probably will be doing hill repeats on Tuesday again because I'm in Central Park on Tuesdays and there's it, there's hills and typically Thursdays I'm on the track. Um, but it's basically just short sprint workouts. So you're running, the fastest that I run in, in any given week is on Thursday. I am running fast on Tuesday, but I'm running just below my blood lactate threshold. So basically what that means is I'm still using oxygen to produce energy in the runs that I'm doing on Tuesday. I can run for a long period of time at those paces, even though they're fast, they're kind of just like just hinging on being a little too fast, but you're still kind of able to grab onto it for like 40 minutes to an hour. And it, but it hurts though. Like you're, you're running fast, but you're, you don't have that burning sensation. I guess that's how I would describe the difference on Thursday. There's burning. Like I'm sprinting on a track and it burns because I've now gone into the anaerobic cellular respiration system, which just means there's no oxygen available to my body because I'm working too hard. My heart rate's too high and I'm running too fast. Right? So that's kind of the difference. Like Thursday is the fastest I'll run in a week, um, but there's shorter intervals. And then there's also more likely like walking rest during these intervals versus on Tuesdays, there might be walking rest, but it more than likely would be a jogging kind of rest and more continuous running. Thursdays is like sprint and then stop and like walk and like catch your breath because you're literally dying and burning. So <laughs> that happens on Thursdays. It sounds like not a lot of fun, but it kind of is fun in a weird way. It's like fun and it hurts, but it's fun because you feel accomplished, if that makes sense. Um, okay, then Fridays. So Fridays, I do not run, um, but I am going to be adding in a bike session Friday morning. The reason being I have had trouble historically, like in my last couple training cycles, getting my legs ready for the long run on Saturday because I don't do any type of recovery or shakeout after my very intense Thursday track workout. So on Fridays, I'm going to be adding in probably just a 30 minute low impact bike. And the intention behind that is just to get the blood circulating through my legs. It's to reduce the muscle soreness and it's just to kind of keep me moving, keep me limber, keep me loose, right? So that's just very, very easy. Again, heart rate super low, super short period of time. Um, that is truly just 30 minutes to get the blood pumping. Then Saturday will be my long run. So this is the longest run of the week. Right now, my long run is like 10 miles. Within my marathon training block, I'm planning to go up to 22 miles. Obviously, I'm going to keep assessing as things go on how my body feels, but I plan on going up to 22 miles. I've toyed around with potentially going to 24. I've toyed around with just staying at 20, but really what feels right to me is going up to 22. So that is, that is the plan as of now. That's likely what's going to happen. Um, but I will say your long run is obviously comprising almost 50% of your weekly volume when it's like 22 miles in a given week during marathon training, I will likely be running around call it 50 to 55 miles, maybe getting up to 60 on my peak week. But even that, even so like that run is like 40% of your total weekly volume. Right. And 
you want to be careful not to a pump your volume up too much too quickly so like going straight into like the super high mileage is not a good idea and b you want to be careful not to overload yourself by doing continuous high mileage week on week on week and this is something that again i've historically not done super well and i think i've just thought if i run more miles like it'll be better but i was noticing my body would respond super super well for like two or three weeks and then it would kind of like go and i would almost feel like i would revert to like a prior state and then one week it would just be super hard but then i would pop through that and then like again two or three weeks would go by and be perfect and then boom i would come down again and one week would be super hard so in order to get ahead of that this time i'm going to be increasing my mileage for two to three weeks and this is kind of going to be very intuitive for me but just increasing my mileage for two to three weeks and then dropping back down to a lower mileage week every third or fourth week the reason being it gives my body time to rest and almost like how i think about it's like time to absorb and download the training that i've been working so hard on doing because the actual running and training is tearing down your muscles only when you're able to rest and recover and rebuild do you actually get stronger and that's true of any workout like the actual workout part is tearing your muscles down. If you're going and lifting, you're tearing your muscles. You're going and running, you're tearing your muscles. You're doing any exercise, you're tearing your muscle fibers. If you don't give yourself time to recover, you're not able to rebuild. And that kind of brings me to my next point, which is protein. So now you, you, and then, okay, Sunday, I don't run, but I might do a bike. I'll definitely walk every single day. I don't like to stay stagnant. Uh, I do feel like it just cramps me up, but definitely like low impact biking or walking when I'm not running is really important to me. And I know everyone has different opinions on how many rest days to take, what actually constitutes a rest day and so on and so forth. But that's just what, what works for me. So that's my five days. I'll just recap them quickly before I move into the next section, which is going to be other things to support my running, like sleep, recovery, protein intake, hydration, etc. But my week of running is Monday is an easy run. Tuesday is a full body strength workout and speed workout. Wednesday is an easy run. Thursday, again, is a full body strength workout and a speed workout. Friday is no run, but bike. Saturday is long run. And Sunday is no run, but bike or walk. And that schedule gets switched around. Sometimes I have work events. Sometimes I just can't do it. Like my body just isn't ready for that but that would be my like perfect situation that's what my week would look like okay so now moving on to other things so to support my running the biggest thing i changed in the past six months is the amount of protein i eat in a day and i swear to you i'm not very sore that much anymore like obviously i still am because it's just a high level of training but I notice my muscles can recover so much faster and I'm able to handle high mileage week on week without feeling run down. I've been aiming to eat about 120 grams of protein per day. I counted and previously I was probably like 70 grams of protein per day, like super low. I just never concentrated on it. I never thought it was something that was important. But when you are tearing your muscles down and doing so much high intensity work, you really do need to be eating a lot of protein. Um, It helps with muscle synthesis it's the only way your muscles are going to be able to build themselves back up after you work out and so that's extremely important i've just been trying to concentrate on having protein at every meal so breakfast lunch dinner snacks 
Some things I've been loving are Greek yogurt. I put those in my smoothies because I don't really like protein powder, but I love smoothies, especially in the summer. So I've just been making the strawberry banana smoothie with Greek yogurt, a little cashew milk. It honestly tastes like ice cream. It's so good and just has like 17 grams of protein, 20 grams of protein, however much Greek yogurt I put in it. So that's super easy. I also will have one protein bar a day. I try not to eat too many protein bars because obviously that's processed food. But honestly, when I am running and I just like work out a lot, like I do have to rely on a little bit of a protein bar. So that'll add, you know, another 10 to 15 grams of protein. I really do like RX bars because they are very, very clean. It's literally just egg whites, dates, peanuts, cacao, nibs, like whatever is in the bar, but it's, the protein is from egg whites. Um, I eat chomps. I've been loving chomps. So those are like those beef jerky sticks. Those are amazing. They have like 10 grams of protein, such a good, quick, little, easy snack. I have been absolutely obsessed with deli meats this summer. Like this is the resurgence of the deli meat, uh, era that I used to be in when I was a younger kid. I used to have buffalo chicken and provolone literally every single day. I don't know, provolone has a special, special spot in my heart, but I have been making turkey and provolone wraps in the Siete tortillas um, with honey mustard, and then I'll have some carrots and dip them in honey mustard, uh, have, have some Siete tortilla chips. But yeah, turkey and provolone, like I probably get easily like 35 grams of protein in, in a lunch um, just by doing that. Um, I've also really been liking cottage cheese. This is really good on like a rice cake with a little jam. I feel like it's like a little snack, a little nice dessert. So I like that. I eat a lot of tofu. Tofu stir fry is like the easiest thing to make. I'll get like frozen peppers, tofu, and rice, steamed brown rice that's like already pre-cooked. And I'll just heat that up in the microwave and like put it on the pan. And yeah, that's about a 10 minute dinner. So that is super, super easy. I do eat a lot of salmon when I go out to dinner. I always try to order fish because I don't eat a lot of fish and I or red meat. I like try to order like a steak or a fish that I don't normally eat to get just a diversified source of protein. I eat a lot of chicken. I don't like cooking chicken because it freaks me out and I'm also really lazy, but I have been getting just pre-prepped um, like grilled chicken breast from Whole Foods, which is amazing. And then I'll just like have a chicken breast and cut that up atop a salad or rice and veggies or something like that. So that's super easy. But yeah, I just kind of try to make sure I'm always getting protein um, at every single meal. And once you get into the flow of it, it just kind of starts coming naturally and you just kind of recognize what has a lot of protein in it and what doesn't. It also really helps with satiety. Like if you're not eating a lot of protein, you're probably just going to constantly be feeling hungry. Um, I also do like scrambled eggs. They have to be scrambled. I do not like eggs in any other form. But scrambled eggs, really, really good. Um, that's also good in a stir fry or with some avocado toast. But yeah, that's kind of the overview of that. Staying hydrated is huge, especially since I run at night, just constantly making sure that I'm drinking water throughout the day, that my, my water bottle is always full at my desk is super important. Also, when it's very hot out, adding in electrolytes is amazing. I tried out Element. It's like that brand LMNT. Those were great. I have like little noon tablets right now that I can put my water, but just even more so than electrolytes, just drinking water. If putting electrolytes in your water gets you to drink water, all the more the merrier. Um, but yeah, definitely getting electrolytes in. And also this is important because salt, so salt is an electrolyte and 
runners, obviously you sweat a lot. You're losing a lot of salt. I think it's a misconception that like we have too much salt in our diet, but actually for like a lot of athletes, they are under eating salt and you need to keep your sodium levels um, balanced in order to stay hydrated. So that's super important. So if you come back from a run and you're like really craving salt, you're like, I just want to put a lot of salt on my dinner right now. Go for it because you freaking need the salt. Um, Sleep. Sleep is the number one recovery tool. We can get the Theragon, the Normatec boots, the IV drip, the blah, 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 all the supplements up the wazoo. But if we don't sleep, we will not perform. This is truly the hardest thing for me. I'm not good at sleeping. I just, well, once I get in bed and like I'm asleep, like I'm good at staying asleep kind of for the most part, but I'm just like not good at getting in bed and going to sleep because I'm a night owl and I like the nighttime. But having my whoop, I have to say, really influences me to want to get a lot of sleep because it's kind of like a game. I'm like, I want a really high recovery score. Uh, so I need to get in bed right freaking now. But anyway, sleeping is so important. And when you are running that much, you need even more sleep because you are asking so much of your body. I literally cannot stress this enough. Elite runners sleep like nine to 10 hours per night. Your girl out here is just trying to get minimum seven, uh, closer to eight if possible, but minimum, minimum seven. Um, that is super important. And then I think the last thing is just kind of being flexible with yourself. And I definitely have learned this over past training cycles. You really do need to ask yourself, like, is working out right now going to make me better or worse off in the whole realm of this training cycle? Kind of like thinking that the ultimate thing you want to do is run your race pace, right? You want to run your goal pace when race day comes. So sometimes if you're super stressed at work or you're really not feeling well, your body's super run down, the best thing to do is really to take a rest day and take a break. And when I do that, I don't necessarily make up my run the next day because that would probably throw my training schedule off. Like it's okay to skip some workouts just as long as, again, it's kind of like the Pareto principle. As long as you're getting 80% of the work done, 20% of the time life is going to happen, things are going to happen, but just don't beat yourself up over it. You don't have to execute perfectly your training plan to run your goal pace. Just please remember that. And the last thing I'll leave you with is there will be, there will always be times within your training cycle that you absolutely feel like shit. You probably will feel like shit the week before your race. If you're anything like me, um, it's just happened to me so many times. Like you just kind of have to trust the process, trust in your body and yeah. And just have fun with it. Honestly, I'm not a professional runner. I'm constantly reminding myself of that. This is all for fun and all just to prove to myself that I can get better and just push my body to the absolute limit because it makes me really happy and I'm so blessed to have a healthy body that I can command so much of. But yeah, that's kind of my training schedule. Those are my thoughts. That's my overall plan. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot more to say as I start diving into training, but right now I'm just base building and then I'm going to hop into like 15 weeks of true like race specific training, like a lot more structured. But right now I'm just base building. I think I'm trying to sit at like, 40 miles per week right now. Um, so I need to bump it up and make sure I'm hitting that. But I think even without trying, I was hitting like 30, 35 per week. Cause that's just kind of how much I run in general. Um, but yeah, just definitely want to make sure I'm around 40 miles per week. And then during marathon training, I think I'll probably max out 
maybe 60 miles will probably be my highest highest mileage week and that will probably only occur like once or twice um, but mostly probably going to be sitting around that 50, 55 miles. It's a pretty comfortable pl place for me. Um, with those 60 mile weeks, I might have to run six days, but for the most part in this training cycle, I'm going to be running five days a week. I'm just kind of giving you guys like the 80% of the time what's happening. And then 20% of the time, it's kind of like you have to call an audible and just go where life takes you. But you know, you guys follow me along on TikTok and Instagram. So you'll be seeing where life takes me. There's going to be a lot of hardships, a lot of mental struggle, a lot of physical struggle, a lot of low moments, a lot of high moments. Um, but Leah, let's fucking do it. I'm so excited. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review, a rating, whatever you guys want. Package it in a bow, five stars. Um, but also please just repost your like my podcast on your stories. Take a screenshot, post it, just share it. Um, if you really liked it, I'm trying to get it out to more people. I love doing this podcast and like, this is just the brink of summer training for NYC marathon. Like things are going to get legit now. I'm excited for the content that comes along with this. I'm excited to share my journey and share my life and inspire everyone and just connect with people who are also running fall races. We're just going to hype each other up and it's just going to be one big happy running family. So yeah, just leave me a DM as well. If you want to chat about it, if you liked it and I love you guys so much. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope everyone enjoys the beautiful weather. I hope no one takes life too seriously. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.